Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Brain Catch Podcast. My guest for today is an entrepreneur, an investor, a mental health activist, Alec Mead. This is a one of a kind podcast. We shot it while Alec was traveling. Maybe it's a lesson in time management for us all. We talked about entrepreneurship, mindset, financial freedom, and myths about money which are holding us back. It's a fascinating conversation about wealth creation. So without further ado, let's get into it. For setting the context of the conversation, I wanted to start with your journey. My journey. Well, I'm in a car. I'm currently journeying. Yeah, that's this is the most fascinating podcast. Everything <laughs> I've done in my whole life has led to this moment. Where not only am I talking to you, what time is it for you? It is 7:30 approx. PM? Yes. Yeah, I'm for me it's 10 a.m. That's crazy. Yeah, it That is. That is crazy. Is it like <laughs> the same day? What day is, is it? Is it the same What day is it? That's a great question. I have no idea. It's a uh, the 7 or no, I, the t- Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's the same day, I think. Yeah. Cool. So we're not time traveling right now. We're just <laughs> we're connecting time. We're two different times and we're we're connect we're talking through time. That is cool. Uh my journey. Well, I was born in Ottawa. I'm in Ottawa now. I live near Ottawa. I've traveled the country uh once, uh twice. Yeah, twice. Um What about me? I don't know. I went to school. I was I grew up in a small town. There was a lot of Catholic schools. Catholicism was a huge deal. There was more churches than restaurants or stores. Uh yeah. lots of different denominations of Catholicism. Um I had a lot of questions about that. I always be- thought that faith was very interesting. It was like a muscle that some people had stronger than others. and i wondered how i could develop that muscle mm-hmm. right because i saw that people who live their life with faith um they seem to have more comfort and more peace and uh, can handle challenges better and yeah. by observing that i created the desire myself to be a person of faith but i didn't know what to have faith in until i started mm-hmm. uh having experiences related to me leaving my home pursuing uh a 10 year career in music professional musician for 10 years um I was an entrepreneur at the time I didn't know that I was running my own events selling my own tickets writing the music gathering the people uh you know networking doing the marketing all this stuff and I thought I was just like a songwriter that whole time. So I didn't even know what it what an entrepreneur was. I didn't even know what that word was. I don't love that word even though it means someone who undertakes um like projects or undertakes efforts. So the word itself, the the etymology of the word yeah is beautiful, but what happened and we were talking about this before you started recording was like the word means different stuff to different people. And in today's society the word entrepreneur means that you don't do fucking anything. You're just like have an Instagram and you put CEO on it. Yeah. Uh, because you you went and you started a business. So it's true. free to start a business in Ottawa. You go on the city's website, you say I want to start a business. They say, "Oh, it's like 50 bucks uh yeah. to to check your name." But if you're like, "I don't need a name." They just give you a number and then you have a business. Yeah. You can start a bank account and you just put money in there and you're in business. Right. Is there some specific uh, task which entrepreneurs perform? I think like uh, entrepreneurs do everything in a company, right? Yeah, at first you have to, but what I'm saying is people that call themselves entrepreneurs are doing most of the time they're doing they're frauds. They're frauds, yeah. But it's fun. It's like at least there's a wave of people in the world who yeah. who are trying or or thinking about doing their own thing and being right. the, the in control of their own experience. Right. 
and many many of them maybe they don't have clarity or the courage to follow through they is i think uh, most people who even they put ceo on their instagram they start with a good intention right like for example i started few months ago okay and things are getting harder and harder for me day by day right so there are two choices either just uh, uh, create this persona of being an entrepreneur or really try to create some kind of product right well a lot of times the product is a service yeah you know um in the book It think is. and grow rich the the main uh, yeah it's a great book the main idea in that book if you're starting at zero is to offer your services to someone and decide how much that's worth and then uh create a plan there's a great story in that book about uh a mother who helped her son with his yeah uh resume or cover letter and she spent a month writing it and then he joined the company at a very high level uh right off the bat which normally um would normally would only happen uh over 10 years of work he would move up in the company so it's like this idea that's traditional that you take incremental steps of growth to get to where you want to be that's not true you can you can go straight from where you are to yeah. where you want to be but you have to really understand like what kind of person you have to become and you have to become that person instantly and that's that has to do with your posture and the way you speak and the way you yeah. dress the way you present yourself and if you dress in a really nice suit with great yeah. shoes you have a great attitude and you walk into a bank you can walk out with money right. they will give you money to pursue your dreams uh without a business plan and there's ways to do that right but that's yeah. not prevalent information so most people don't necessarily um they one they don't believe it so they don't try and two they don't try because it takes a lot of like you said courage right right yeah there's a great that's what, take away from what you said like you have to decide where you want to go and then you have to figure out what i have to become to that will take me there right and you, you don't have to take incremental steps just do that instantly so can you explain like that process of doing it instantly a bit more yeah so instantly so uh, i'll use that example from think and grow rich and people yeah. can go to the book you can download the book for free you can listen to it on youtube um it's 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 recommended by almost every billionaire in the world says think right. and grow rich is like the number one book so I think people should check it out. And the story is about the this this young person going into a company. If he just walked into the company and said I want a job, he would have got the lowest level entry level position and then he would have had to do that job to show that he was ready for the next job. Yeah. But instead, he had a cover letter uh or a resume <clears throat> and that resume positioned him it showed him it presented him in a way where he was prepared seemingly to join the ranks of the business at a higher position so that letter and his behavior dictated who he had to become so that's why like writing stuff down is really powerful because it takes ideas that are kind of vague in your mind and it puts language to them and it puts it in front of you so you can process it with a different mind so i'm sure when this guy was reading the letter and it said he's amazing he's competent mm. uh he's he works hard that he feels competent and amazing and that he works hard when he's presenting that letter you know right. so that's something i don't even do enough of is write down what i want uh and who i am right but every time i do it it permanently makes me a better person interesting so since we are talking about uh, money and mental health 
last time we talked you shared with me your journey from your childhood trauma and healing towards healing and the role money played in all that so what do you think is the relationship between money and mental health uh i think the most important thing about money and mental health is that um i lost my hat thanks look at now i'm in nature it's beautiful i think the the main thing between money and mental health is that uh mental health takes work it takes resources and money gets you anything you want you can get anything you want with money and including happiness you can buy happiness 100% so like what makes me happy uh being outside talking to people right yeah i'm outside now i had to get here in a car i mean i could just go outside but where i am now i had to get here in a car i'm talking to you on a phone i had to buy the phone i got to pay for the um things i have a life coach i have a real estate mentor um yeah. growing towards my dreams uh my you know these people cost money to interact with that's their career um right. and in order to achieve my dreams which will make me feel good my mental health will be good when i'm doing what i want to do mm. right okay so for me i spent a lot of time uh being a professional musician is not a job that makes a lot of money for everybody there's a large division between people who make millions of dollars in the music industry to people yeah. who make hundreds of dollars there's there's a huge gap in between it's like there is no middle class of musician i mean now there is because of twitch and youtube and those types of things yeah but before that the industry it was very much about who you know and at what level you're playing and there's bars with a capacity of 200 people and then there's a stadium with the capacity of uh 20,000, you know? Right. But so I was touring around playing music, not making a lot of money, living my dream, thinking that I was healthy, but I slowly neglected my eating, I slowly neglected my sleep, I slowly neglected my health. Everyone's constantly offering you alcohol, they're offering you drugs. I'm not a big fan of uh drugs but i am a big fan of plant medicine and i think it's an important distinction um between that where i am in canada marijuana is legal look this is on the ground this is trash okay yeah this i have trash. yet to explore that world i haven't explored that all right great well it's great so this uh, this is yeah. this is trash that i just found it's okay. a it's a container that had marijuana cigarette in it and it's got the canadian flag and it says cannabis on it this is like an official oh. product of the government amazing <laughs> right yeah. crazy i think like uh, people have a uh, wrong kind of perception of drugs it's just like uh, fire right it's or the poison poison would be a great example the amount matters I think fire is a interesting thing. Like yeah. if you have a small fire it'll warm you up. You can cook right. on it, right? But fire can get out of control really easily. Yeah. And if you have too much dry wood near your fire, then you could have a problem on your hands. Your house could burn down quickly, really quickly. So what happens is people hear stories about drug users yeah and they see that these people have challenges but what they don't acknowledge is that most people use drugs right I've met bankers I've met uh some of the richest people I know don't use drugs but some yeah. of the some of the you know one tier down from them they do there's drugs right. in every industry especially banking there's a lot of there's a lot of cocaine you know okay 
you got to watch the Wolf of Wall Street. Like that's a pretty accurate yeah. picture of, at least in the eighties, uh, mm-hmm. you know. So when when you were uh, transitioning from an artist to an investor and entrepreneur, so is there some uh, particular kind of mindset shift which you have to imbibe? Well, I made the decision that in order to achieve my dreams, I needed a lot of money. So when mm-hmm. I was an artist, people would offer me money to do, like to sign a contract, for example. And, um, but they have a lot of control of your lifestyle, right? Yeah. Justin Bieber and Ed Sheeran and Drake, like they have a schedule that's like almost 10 years planned mm-hmm. out. Wow. And, and they have to stick to that or they lose tons of money. You know, Ed Sheeran makes like $300,000 uh, for one performance. You know what I mean? Okay. So if he doesn't perform for 10 days, that's $3 million that the company loses. Not him. The company loses. And they lose even more than that probably. But So these people are bound. They have a job. Their job is to be an artist. But is that what art is about? Like, think about the artist, like uh, fucking Picasso, you know, Uh, Van Gogh. Like a lot of these artists died poor. Picasso didn't, but a lot of artists die poor and their life is about making art. So as an artist, I'm not interested in binding myself contractually to a company that makes decisions about my life so that they can gain. So I, I, I realized that that's how the, the world works, right? You yeah. have to serve somebody. So I decided to serve myself and my dreams. And uh, I started listening to audiobooks about manifestation and mindset and aligning your spirit and getting all the things mm. you want. And uh, that was pivotal, pivotal. But it didn't give me the answer. Right. The answer that you need, that everyone needs is inside. It's in you. You have to come up with it. You have to feel it and then think about it and then uh, write it down or say it. You have to you have to bring it into the the real world, you know. And um, so I decided I want to make a shitload of money. So I started reading books about money. And some of the first things it tells you to be of service. It tells you to get into sales. It tells you to learn skills, which they're called soft skills, like communication, leadership, um, salesmanship, uh, you know, marketing, presentation, like those types of things serve any industry. Yeah. What are the and, best in uh, your list? The list of books. Pardon? What are best of them? The books you read? What are the oh, good best books. books? Good books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mentioned Think and Grow Rich. The Magic of Thinking Big. Um, the Power of Believing, I think it's called. Uh, the Magic of Believing, I think. I haven't read that one in a while. Um, biographies. So read biographies of people that have accomplished what you want to accomplish. Hmm. And you're going to realize that it didn't happen the way you thought. Steve Jobs didn't succeed in the way that people think he succeeded. Okay. He made leaps and bounds in his life. Leaps and bounds to get to where he is. Not steps. He wasn't making steps. He was, he was leaping forward. And that's with the help of other people. You know, People have what you want. Somebody has what you want. So if you can find who they are and call them and ask for it, they'll tell you what to do to get it. So more books though. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a good book. It's about assets. Talks about real estate, talks about stocks, talks about businesses. He's got three books in that series. That's quite good. Cash Flow Quadrants. Um, uh, influence. Since the book is called Influence. That's a very good book. It's a, the psychology of marketing or something. 
I mean, you can go places to find good books. Like one of the most uh, ferocious readers in the world is Ty Lopez. He can read like one or two whole books a day. He's a beast. Like is. reading is a muscle. This guy reads like with so much focus and he digests the material and he, and he incorporates it into his lifestyle. Like I'm going to predict right now, Ty Lopez is one of the richest people on the fucking planet in 10 years or less. What, what makes you say that? Because he's playing the long game. He's smart. And he's, mm. he's always learning. You know, he doesn't, he's not stagnant. And he's teaching people how to, how to improve their life, which is a service to humanity. So he's doing good stuff. And like everyone he connects with, he makes money with. So he does business with his family, his friends, and... Um, He makes money with everybody. Amazing. You know? Imagine if every person you know in your life was making money because of you. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So most, most of our audience are in their 20s. So what will be your advice for a person who is in their 20s in respect of money? You need to fail. Wow. Fail as much as possible. Fail in the most ridiculous, biggest way you can. And then enjoy failure. Enjoy it. It's so counterintuitive <laughs> for what we have out there. Fail every day fail most people who change the world don't do it until they're 50 years old hmm. and all those people have failed more than than you can imagine yeah that there, there is this advice, quote right uh, okay go ahead master has failed more times than you have ever tried yeah yeah and master the basics a master masters the basics mm -hmm. uh, get oh. up at the same time every day eat food at the same time every day exercise at the same time every day i treat every day like mm -hmm. it's the same i don't have days of the week i don't have uh i have morning afternoon evening and night those are my four times of my life okay every day is the same just so, get better so you don't party on sundays and you don't criticize mondays <laughs> dude if there was a party every day sure yeah but i don't those circumstances don't exist in my life because of the days of the week like i could have someone over to my house tonight and have a bonfire and and drink some uh alcohol and smoke some cannabis uh, and party, but it's not because any other reason than I, than I want to. And the circumstances that I've created and I've allowed yeah. uh, enable that situation. But I'm also not going to party in the morning. I mean, mm. I could, but the morning is time to wake up, exercise your, your body and your mind, read a book and, uh, And I don't do this every day. I should. Maybe I should. I know mm. it. This is the other thing. There's stuff that you know that you don't do. Right. That's, that's the thing. Everybody knows what to do. Everybody knows that if you exercise, you're going to get stronger. Yeah. Everybody knows that. But not everybody exercises. I don't all the time. I barely do. But I know that I want to. Yeah. You know, I am contemplating doing it soon i'll do it i've done yeah. it before you know i was a gymnast or a cheerleader in high school and i woke i worked out three times a day hmm. for like a whole year imagine i could do a one hand handstand push-up at that point like imagine yeah. how quick and comfortable you become in your body if you exercise three times a day hmm. 
also what you were saying in terms of advice and earlier you said that uh, writing is very very important i think uh, most mostly we look for advice uh, from other people right but if we write down like in this situation what advice i will give to myself then we can come up ourselves with a lot of advice which we know that we are not doing eat eat well eat well exercise yeah basics um, right yeah master the basics read read books that you like reading you know don't just read stuff to get better like reading by itself even if you're reading a story yeah. is good for your brain it helps you learn how to focus and focus is very important when you're doing something you can accomplish more in the same amount of time by focusing hmm. i'm very focused on this talk right i'm not yeah my head isn't elsewhere right now i'm thinking about you i'm thinking about what we're saying i'm in the moment and then the next thing that i got to do i'm going to be in the moment for that well interesting so when when i was uh, uh, researching for our conversation i came up came across this quote it's kind of a human predicament that first i had time but no money then i had money but no time finally i had time and money but no health to use my wealth got it should i reread it it doesn't have to be like that yeah that's that that's what i wanted to ask uh, to you that yeah, no, it, it this makes clear like that, that uh, you have to people say rich get rich quick is a fallacy and maybe no. it is but you have to that's get not. rich young right no that's not it either you have to change the way you see richness okay. you have to change the way you see value Mm-hmm. You don't get rich by getting something. You get rich by giving something. That's yeah. how you get rich. You True. give, you serve, you provide value. That's how you get rich. It's not about getting anything. The get rich quick. Yeah. People I think the, the, studied for 10 years. Hmm. They studied. They were getting rich in their mind hmm. and in their heart. Their energy's rich. And then one transaction can give you a million dollars one transaction one cryptocurrency can grow 10000% in one day but you have to understand how to get on that vibe on that on that vibration on that that uh change that's happening you need to ride the waves of mm. society society is moving like an ocean the economy everything's moving like an ocean between nations and if you can learn how to observe that then you can get rich really quick but it's not about money you know you don't get you don't become a bodybuilder quick hmm you don't go up to a bodybuilder and say i want to look like you next week right they've been working out for 5 10 years and then you know what they can do quickly they can move 600 pounds in one motion mm-hmm. whereas for me i have to do like 20 if i was moving a pile of rocks from here yeah. to here and it was 600 pounds of rocks he could do it in one one motion and i would have to move one rock at a time right so it's not about having rocks it's about moving rocks and being prepared to move rocks and seeing the opportunities in front of you there's so many opportunities today for you in your life to make money that you're not prepared to see yet or maybe you are but that will that should be increasing yeah as you said earlier the person you have to become to see all that that's it that's it and it's ongoing work i haven't achieved that 
You don't yeah. achieve it. As soon as you reach, like, for example, uh, I do this activity where I evaluate myself regularly, at least weekly. And how much, how happy am I with the amount that I read this week is a great example. Well, I want to read every day for 30 minutes, but I only did that twice this week. So I'm 30% satisfied out of 100, right? But if I read for 30 minutes every day and I'm 100% satisfied, guess yeah. what? Now I want to read for 45 minutes a day or I want to read for 30 minutes twice a day. So it's I'm a never-ending journey. I'm moving the bar. Right. It's a never-ending journey. And I believe in uh, reincarnation. I think the Buddhists have a good idea about it. Um, you know, I think about heaven on earth and all these metaphors from different religions, but I believe that our soul came here. We decided to be born. I decided to be born here in Ottawa. I knew mm -hmm. my soul knew that I'm coming here to do something for me so that I can grow so that the next time I decide to incarnate, my soul has more experiences. Mm. Maybe. And whether or not that's true, doesn't matter. That belief empowers me. And I like it. I understand it. I'm comfortable with it. It brings me peace to think about. So whether it's true or not, who cares? Right. So uh, what is the correct path towards financial freedom? Is it job or business? Is it saving or maybe investing or maybe a combination? What is it? Um, I think it's definitely a combination. I think lots of people make tons of money working a job. But again, you have to know the job. To know what job you're willing to do to get that money. Uh, for me, uh, I chose investing. I mean, I worked for other people as a salesman and made a lot of money. And it taught me a lot. I worked... Um, doing my own events as an entrepreneur. So that's like having a business. But when I realized that the world is run by investors, I decided to become an investor. And to be financially free, like the shortest path to that is to serve people that have money. They have abundance. Mm -hmm. And you solve one of their problems and you'll get a chunk of their abundance. But they have learned, in a lot of cases, how to create value from thin air. This podcast is that. It didn't exactly. exist. Now it exists, and it's valuable. Mm. So you are creating value from thin air, right? So how do you do that for 1,000 people? How do you do that for 10,000 people? How do you do that for 100,000 people? You know? And then mm. you'll, get, you'll get something. But you have to understand the fundamentals of finance a little bit, right? Or you just find someone that has money and do what they're doing, right? Read a biography about someone who has a shitload of money or has, they got their money in a way you want to get it and do exactly what they're doing, you know? But like for me, I took uh, many years, many, many years, I'd say maybe six years, yeah. which for me, I'm 29. So that's like 20% of my life so yeah. far. I spent studying how to be at the highest level of business and uh, wealth. And while I was doing that, I wasn't making a lot of money. Hmm. Right? I did a few things that made me money. It's hmm. great. I talked to a lot of people that had money. But what was really important for me was studying, understanding. And I actually made a mistake by studying too much. Like, again, I got in the habit of not doing. Interesting. Right? So I, I partnered up with some business partners that they don't know what I know, but they take action. And we benefit each other on a daily basis. So working with other people is, is absolutely paramount. Nobody that is a billionaire did it by themselves. Mm -hmm. Nobody. 
there are so many lessons in this conversation already <laughs> we are moving so fast that i'm not sure people will get it uh, so I'll yeah but it. it might be fast for for you or them but yeah. this is my normal speed that's what they have to understand like i'm using a minute <laughs> better than you are better than they are wow man this is crazy so you you said uh, you have to figure out how you will create the value for society it's about giving it's not about getting rich it's about giving giving value and then scaling it right so this uh, whole process of uh, giving creating value and scaling what is the righteous path towards that like can you give the, any the righteous path towards giving yeah. and scaling because it doesn't uh, it has no meaning right if we in creating that value question. we destroy the planet or destroy our family as you said we destroy our health that's not true that's a myth you can't destroy the planet you can't destroy your family that's bullshit why can well the planet first off is a is an ecosystem it's yeah. a system okay and there's things that we're doing humans specific humans are doing to that system to uh change it but it's way bigger than us it's like yeah, we're it's... we're not going to win we're not going to change it one thunderstorm yeah shows us that there's infinite energy around us one thunderstorm but we rely on the grid i got to get my my uh my internet or my uh my energy from yeah. the the government or the economy right but mm -hmm. that's not that's not how the universe works man so righteousness uh you got to be careful with that because that can hold you back if you're only willing to do good things then you won't fail enough you only mm -hmm. learn what's good by doing bad shit i yelled at someone recently mm -hmm. and i was i felt guilty about it but like yeah. that guilt was more of a teacher to me than my joy. Hmm. Right? Because I don't like guilt. Yeah. I know. I love joy, but when I'm feeling joyful, I'm not necessarily embellishing in the gratitude as I should, whereas when I'm feeling guilt, I absolutely feel and acknowledge how I feel and why because you have to process it, you have to express it to get it out. of your uh your body right so yeah do whatever just do something i would say do anything mm -hmm. you know obviously if you're someone's like i'm going to give you money to kill children uh you know yeah. most people wouldn't be down for that but i would argue that and this is this is a this is a philosophical idea this isn't my opinion mm -hmm. but i would argue sure. that for for somebody killing children might be what they need to do to become a better person. So they're going maybe you kill one baby and then for the rest of your life you realize how valuable life is. And maybe you have to go to prison and sit mm -hmm. with that idea for 30 years. You know what I mean? Like that 30 years of you processing that guilt with the right guidance and the right decisions could make you a a phenomenal person a really good person hmm. so righteousness exists yeah. there is right and wrong but it's hmm. for everyone it's a little bit um specific to how we feel about it and i wouldn't let righteousness dictate my decisions i would just I would just not make the same decisions that don't have righteousness for me again. But you need to make them once. Like I needed to yell at someone to 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 realize I don't want to do that again. Like I need to get control of my emotions, I need to be more prepared. Yeah. I need to have my composure and I wasn't thinking that before I yelled. I thought I had it under control. Oh, uh, but I don't. But uh, but you have this kind of self awareness, like right? But uh, not everybody has that. And as you gave the example, I think of, so. I think what? they do. I think all people are inherently good. When it comes to self awareness, I think people. 
well, no, self-awareness is like a muscle. But mm-hmm. if you if you uh, if you do anything, you're gonna want to do good stuff. And people that do bad things, it's because of their environment. You know, like people that it's they have this expression: hurt people, hurt people. Right. So if someone has trauma and they yeah. don't deal with that, if someone has uh, pain, suffering, they know that to get what they want, they have to hurt people, yeah. then they're not behaving that way because they want to. They're behaving that way because they feel they have to, to survive. And yeah. I don't have anything against those people. I think they need, they need lessons and they need support, you know? Yeah, obviously they are uh, going through some kind of trauma, but I don't think like you have to, sometimes unconsciously you will do that stuff, but uh, in respect of what you said uh, about killing someone, so you you don't have to perform that action. You can be self-aware and analyze that feeling and go through that emotion without performing that action, right? Like uh, I... Uh, no. No, you're not going to feel the same way. There is the thing that... It's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same, but uh, I don't, like, agree with you on that. Like, you you have to do all that uh, stuff, evil stuff. Some people might, for them. You don't. I maybe don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've done sort of evil shit, you know? But, like, maybe you don't have to. But you should be, you're privileged. You mm-hmm. are privileged to not have to do evil to survive. So you should be grateful to your environment and your family that you have what it takes to become a good person. But what you're forgetting is that out of 8 billion people on earth, like most of them are fucking traumatized and they're mm-hmm. trying to survive. Yeah, I agree. I don't think everybody has to do evil, right? But it's in us. And yeah, by it doing there. it... There is a shadow part it, of us which we repress, right? Yes. And by doing it, you see it. Where if you don't do it or reflect on it, you mm-hmm. don't even know that it's there. So how can you, how can you handle it? I get your point. Yeah. I get your point, right? Like, I don't want to disagree with you. I just want to add perspective. I'm not saying you should do evil shit to become mm-hmm. a better person. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying if there, if you, no, I, I get like, what you're saying. You're saying you have to uh, explore your psyche. You have to explore what's going on in your head. What emotions coming out of you? You have to explore, and you can only explore by interacting with your environment. You cannot explore by sitting in some kind of cave or something like that. Right? That's very well said. Very well said. Yeah, I like talking to you. You're very smart. <laughs> same, same. I feel the same. <laughs> so, uh, I'm curious. What is the best and the worst advice you have gotten? terms of money making okay well the worst advice the worst advice came from people who thought they knew about the world but they only knew about their world and some really bad pieces of advice i got is like and the specifically about money and finances like money doesn't grow on trees uh you got to work hard for money uh rich people are greedy um, you know, goodness is associated with lack and sacrifice. So hmm. the worst piece of advice I got was, um, I can't think of one thing. I think what I said was pretty much in the idea, like people don't know, even you and I, we don't know how the universe works. The human intellect isn't capable of processing or understanding the universe it's impossible so so when people tell you advice you have to ask yourself one question does this person have what i want Hmm. and maybe your listeners want a lot of money and they want financial freedom and they want a family 
and they want to live all their dreams. And if that's the case, then listen to some of the things I'm saying, Mm. right? But I'm listening to other people who have what I want and they're saying stuff better than I am. So I would say, listen to them, right? But if you are listening to me, the best advice, that could be the best advice, but the, the best advice is listen to people that have what you want. Learn how to learn. Learn how to learn. This one is interesting. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Learn how to learn. Well, there's education systems all over the world and they regurgitate information. So they'll teach you, um, you know, about like some, some chemistry. They'll teach you about the mitochondria of a cell and how that works. And you'll just accept it. And you'll go through your whole life thinking, I know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. I'm not even Mm. sure that's the right information, by the way, but I think so. And then you just never question it. You never look at it. You never try to understand it, right? And that's the the thing is people who are masters of, of information, they're always learning about the same subjects and they're learning about different perspectives uh, of mm-hmm. that subject, right? So you're never learned. You're never, I learned. That doesn't exist, right? It doesn't exist. You're always learning. You're always getting it. And uh, learn how to learn. You need to learn how to listen. The highest form of communication is listening. And I'm talking now, right? But when I'm communicating with someone that has what I want and I'm asking them, how did you get that? What do I have to do? What were your challenges? And they start talking. I listen in a way that isn't just hearing them. I am bringing their information that they're saying into me and I'm processing it. I'm running it through my computer to see if there's a belief I have or an opinion I have that is Mm -hmm. contradicting my desires. Mm. So, you know, so like if I say something that you oh. decide is, is uh, a little bit contradictory or, or uh, opposite of what you believe, if, if I have what you want, then you should think to yourself, I don't know this. I'm, people are stupid. I'm stupid. The, the smartest people on earth are stupid. We can't yeah. understand how it works, mm. right? So... You need to hear the information I'm saying to you and you need to ask yourself, do I want what he has? Do I want to believe what he's saying? Or do I think that what I believe or what I think is Mm -hmm. better? Because you can't believe two opposite pieces of information at once. It creates cognitive dissonance. So if somebody tells you money doesn't grow on trees and you believe that Mm -hmm. and then someone else tells you you can make a million dollars in a day and you'll just, and you don't want to adopt that belief. Then you're going to think that guy's full of shit. Hmm. Right. But you know who makes a a million dollars a day? Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, Warren Buffett, uh, whoever that guy is that owns Louis Vuitton. But like if they can do it, then why can't you? And if you have a good reason, then you need to, you need to look at it as a challenge. I can't become rich because I live in India and all the rich people live somewhere else. Mm. Well, that's not true. One One of the richest men in the world is in India. And I think he owns an energy company called like Tutu or Tattoo or something like that. There you go. And like, call that fucking guy, like email that guy, go Mm. see that guy, you know? And if Mm. you don't get through to him, talk to someone that can get through to him. Maybe read the book he has written, right? Yeah. Read his book, do it. Um, But if he says to you, you can make a million dollars a day, 
you're going to believe him because he is making a million dollars a day, mm. right? And then you might finally let go of that idea, money doesn't grow on trees, which, by the way, just means that it's not everywhere, which is, a, which is false, right? There's people all around me. I'm at Lansdowne. This is a, a pretty significant place in Ottawa. Ottawa is the capital of Canada. And there's like a stadium over there. There's some architecture. This is like a developed uh, kind of community shopping center area. There's like a playground mm -hmm. and skate park and there's like skating and stuff in the winter. There's festivals Amazing. happen over there. Yeah. And there's people here. I could walk up to one of these people and I could say, what can I do for you? Will you give me $20? Mm -hmm. And if they Not say it. nothing, then I go to another person. Mm -hmm. And then if they say, okay, I need you to like, do this, this, and this. Well, if I want the $20, I'm going to do it. Again, we came back to value. Right? It's all about value. Serving other people mm -hmm. is the fastest way to get something in return. It's an exchange. And you know what? If you start serving a bunch of people, they might not be the ones that give it to you. Mm. Like if I serve a hundred people and someone who isn't one of those people hears about it, they might decide, man, that guy deserves a reward. He's mm. what a good person that is. I want him to, to know that he should keep doing what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is the most fascinating part of doing this podcast. Like I'm constantly watching myself, like what are the blockages in my psyche? Not that I have to believe what my guests are saying. I, I don't like you agree with everything which everybody says but the blockage is that i can't look from that perspective the perspective is trying to share i'm sometimes i'm not able to look from that perspective and that is the blockage in my psyche something is something is creating a barrier that i can't see it and uh, uh, by talking to you yeah the, well, the well, best would, kind of conversations are which increase your awareness right of course i would recommend that you practice uh, like acting, like you're two people, you're who you mm -hmm. really are. And then you're someone else that believes anything. Like Amazing. I literally, if someone talks like to me and they say, I believe in this, mm. but I don't, I don't. Then I say, well, I'm a different person. I'm acting like a different person that now believes two things. I believe mm. that you believe and that's powerful but I also just decide to believe it so that I can take a, a walk in your shoes or look That's at the world right, through your of. glasses. So yeah. I don't have to adopt the belief, but I'm able to look, I'm able to look at it through the lens. I can test the idea, right? Yeah, test it up. So my last question, since you... I promised you that I'll not take a lot of your time. What yeah, change, well, that's good. What change you would like to bring to this world and why? I want people to uh, talk about sex. I want people to talk about money. I want mm. people to talk about what those things represent. I want to, I want to bring the future of what I consider to be a globalized uh, tribal society, neo-tribalism. This is the idea that with the internet, you can find birds of a feather. You can find people mm. like you and we can create a new type of world because of the internet that isn't based on capitalism or communism or authoritarianism. We can build a new world thanks to the internet that's about how much value can you share and give and provide and build. And what I want to do for the world is be the, the best version of myself and help other people do that, hmm. which is why music. I played music because yeah. music was a way for me to self actualize. You know, I wrote a lot of songs. This I have hundreds of rap songs, right? So it's like, I wanted to show people I decided to write this. I decided to go on stage and I did it. Mm. 
right? I thought if you listen to my words and you feel my emotions, that you're going to be a better person. But what I didn't account for was that when people left my, my performance and they went back to their life, they have the same obstacles. They have bills they can't afford. They have unfulfilled dreams. Yeah. They have obstacles. And my music wasn't breaking through those obstacles. I was increasing their emotional position, but I wasn't giving them actual steps they could do to break through their life. Mm. You know, like talking about having a routine, talking about changing the way you see value, talking about changing the way you see time, talking about changing the way you see education, you know? And yeah. I think everyone in the world should create their world and they know that there's a place for that somewhere. Yeah. It doesn't, I don't have to be a part of your world for, for us to coexist on this beautiful planet. Mm -hmm. I don't have to agree. I can look at other parts of the world and say, huh, that's different. Good for them. Gratitude for that. I appreciate that. What a great mm -hmm. example. I'm happy that I don't live there and that I get to live here. But if those people want to live there, that's up to them, which is why, and I'm going to just make a small comment about this. I don't know much about communism. I don't know much about China. But if it's true that people can't decide to leave where they are, yeah. that's scary. Like me, I'm in Canada. If I wanted to move to any country, I mm. could do it. I could decide to do that. I want to go live in, uh, you know, uh, Italy. I want to go live in yeah. the Swiss Alps. I want to go live in Australia. I want to go live in Thailand. I want to go live in Brazil. I can do mm. that. I have that freedom, but not everyone in the world does. And I think that's a little, eh, you know, I think people should be sovereign to some extent. You know, society has checks and balances, but we're shifting right now. Like there's more information out there than you could ever consume. That wasn't true a yeah. hundred years ago. The problem, I think, is not ideologies, not religion, or not some kind of concepts. The problem is our attachment to them, right? We are so attached to them that it starts to block us. The problem is not mindset. Like, uh, you have certain kind of mindset, and as you said, you are constantly, like, expanding your mindset by learning, by meeting other people, right? It's like you're not, you don't have a fixed mindset. And another thing which you said about education, that right kind of education is where you learn to question things, right? So these two things, I think, are very, very necessary. Right, but don't question something that is being given to you to, to serve you, mm -hmm. right? Like if you go to someone who has millions of dollars and mm -hmm. you say, how do I make more money? And they say, well, start a corporation, get a massive loan, uh, mm -hmm. buy a business that's already making money, for example, or mm -hmm. buy a piece of real estate that's already making money. Um, and you say, well, I'm going to question that belief. I'm going to question that. Like, sometimes it's better to just do it. And there is, there is a different kind of questioning, right? As you said uh, earlier, you have to create this kind of, like, you have to act and test it. It's testing, right? It's not... Testing is a kind of questioning which you do by acting on something. Right. So that's what I was getting at. So yeah. by doing the thing that you're told to do, you're going to learn more than trying to understand the mm. thing. Yeah. You know, and that's where mentorship's great because when you dive into a business, for example, that someone mm. else has done for 30 years and you get to a place where you have a question, then you can communicate or call this person and say, Hey, uh, I'm having this issue and he'll say, call this lawyer. Uh, this is the strategy. This is the law that you need to reference. This is the action steps you need to take. Mm -hmm. And I don't question it because I agree. I've decided that that person is right before they tell me anything. They have my best interest at heart. So I'm going to do what they say. And it might not be the, the, the ultimate good, the best thing ever for anyone, right? Mm -hmm. It might not be that, but it's going to get me to where I want to go. And that's enough. 
get your point. Look, there's a double decker bus going by full of this full is of the tourists. Most fascinating podcast I've done. <laughs> Where my guest is outdoors. Yeah, look, look, <laughs> this is a community garden. This is a community garden right here where people are growing all kinds of flowers and herbs and there's all kinds of bees here i'm yeah. gonna go in it right now there's all kinds of bees let's see and birds <laughs> here look at that today we are giving a tour to our audience <laughs> right that's beautiful wow. really i really i think i'm in a very beautiful part of the world i think the you know things are changing so fast right now all these things mm. whatever but like it's beautiful here. People are beautiful here. Like everyone's accepted here. Everyone uh, has a place here. Every community yeah. in the world has a, has some sort of presence in Ottawa. You know, I, I feel really blessed and grateful to be here. Um, and I would try to feel just as blessed or grateful to be anywhere. Right. People, this is, this is like my number one piece of advice. Mm-hmm. You need to be grateful and you need to embellish the gratitude. I'm so grateful that I have these sunglasses blocking from the sun. I'm so mm. happy I can be outside and talk to you. I love my shoes right now. I love this. I love how this feels. I love how this, this, uh, this is a pine. This is pine. I love how this smells, you know, like, mm, that smells delicious. Like just mm. embellish gratitude. Spend more time being grateful for what you have and you will receive more things to be grateful for. Yeah. I will, I will even add to this, like even be grateful for the things you want to have. I would say that that's true. It's kind, it's kind of tricking your subconscious to spot opportunities. Yes, that's true. But I would say that that's more difficult. And that's, uh, like, it is. It that's, is. that's higher up on the ladder. <laughs> Like once you're grateful for what you have, then you can be grateful for what you don't have. But being grateful for what you have is enough. I have somewhere to sleep. I'm safe. Thank God I I have this bed. I'm so happy. Other people don't have beds and I'm so blessed I have this bed Mm. to sleep in. And I love this blanket that my mom got for me. It's so nice. I I, I love how much my mom loves me. She's always supported me. You know, like you got to go deep, 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 deep into that gratitude. Gratitude is a basic, and you need to master that basic. Amazing. So you, you have some uh, gratitude practice or something like that? Because it's uh, it doesn't come to us consciously, right? Uh, well, I mean, it is, a, it is a practice. It is a learned behavior. Mm-hmm. It is something you can pick up from other people. So being around grateful people, it's not something you should do for an hour. Yeah. It's something you should train yourself to be doing all the time, you know? And when something bad happens to you, mm-hmm. be grateful for that because it's showing you what you don't want and it's mm-hmm. pushing you towards what you do want. That's challenging. Okay. When something bad happens to me, mm-hmm. I really need to exercise that gratitude. It's not easy, but it's simple. And that's the basics are simple. Everyone knows mm-hmm. if you go to the gym, you get stronger. But why aren't you going to the gym? Just go. Just fucking go. You need to have self-trust, which is you follow through with your promises. And by doing that, you will have self-esteem, right? And if you have self-esteem, then you will feel empowered. You will have enthusiasm. And the word enthusiasm means to have the ethos, which is God's love, coming out of you so enthusiasm is about exuding energy and giving vibration and emotion and passion to the universe to your environment to the people around you let's let's end this conversation with this there is this idea out there that money is the root cause of all evil what are your thoughts on that and what is the right place of money in one's life? Uh, Well, I don't know what the right place of money is in one's life as much as other people, but Mm -hmm. money should be in every part of your life. You should be spending it and you should be making it all the time because that's how the world uh, operates right now. 
right? Economies exist. Is money the root of all evil? No, that's not true. Uh, in different religious texts uh, that says that the love of money is the mm-hmm. root of all evil. Mm-hmm. And if you love money, like I say, I love money. I want money to, to seduce me and come and just have all the money. I love money. But mm-hmm. I love money because of what it, what it is to me. Money means I can support my friends, my family, my business. Mm-hmm. I can change the world. That's why I love money. But money makes you more of who you are. So if you're a, a bad person oh. for in whatever capacity and you yeah. get a million dollars, that's not going to change you. It's going to make you more of you. So the real work is becoming a better person that is adding value to the world that deserves money. Got it. Money makes you who you are. Money kind of shows you who you really are when you get it enough money, right? Amazing, yeah. man. Amazing. So, Alec, it was really, really fascinating talking to you. There are so many insights which I myself will decode. <laughs> I'll contemplate and contemplate on them. And let's do it again sometime whenever you have time. Yeah, anytime. I'd love to talk to you. Uh, you know, talk to any of your friends. Uh, you know, this is a great conversation. There's so much we could talk about. Uh, yeah. We're just touching we can, we can, on a lot of these even, subjects. We can even take out the ideas you shared. We can do a podcast on each idea. <laughs> yeah, on each idea. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So I'll let you go now. Uh, have a nice day and take care. Bye-bye. Sounds good. I love you and I love all the listeners. Love you too, man.